everyone to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DK Diamantes, and here at the Adeptus Ridiculous, my co-host Bricky will be teaching us all about the most ridiculous shenanigans in Warhammer 40k. But before we get into that, our Patreon has been going absolutely wild. We say this every single time, but you guys just keep breaking barriers, and um... Ricky, we are less than $10 away from you making Doge Van Dyer merch. Oh, so... oh that's actually happening? <laughs> Last I checked this morning, it was like $5,991 on the Patreon. Oh, shit. So I, you, you I, better I start thinking jo- up some Doge merch. I, I thought it was just mainly a joke. Nope. You're oh. doing it. Oh shit! By the um, time this episode comes out, it's probably going to be well over that. So crap. I hope you have something in mind. <laughs> I, I I definitely have ideas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh oh shit! I didn't realize we were getting this close. Oh so no. So while 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 Bricky has his existential crisis. Uh, if yeah. you enjoy today's podcast, please be sure to head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous and support the podcast. You'll get access to the Discord, to bloopers. There's some really cool uh, digital HD posters that come out. You definitely want to check those out. So if you enjoy the podcast, definitely patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous. Hopefully I've given Bricky enough time to sort of recompose himself because uh, actually I don't know what today's episode is on. What, no. What, what, are we, what, are we, what are we doing today, Bricky? Well, real quick, I want to mention that merch thing real fast. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're, we're sold out. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, We sold out in like 24 hours, give or take. Um, I did. I did not expect this. I was I was woefully unprepared. If I mean, <laughs> I, everyone's going to get your shirt. You know, it's going to arrive. It's going to be great. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, Wow. I should have had more shirts. So don't worry. I've ordered more shirts. They should be coming. <laughs> I've ordered quite a few. You know, uh, I'll tell you when they arrive, probably in the next episode, and then I'll be like, go back on it. Check it out. But until then, you know, hold tight. You guys, yep. it's quite a lot. I didn't expect <laughs> it. And, and you know, we'll have some Doge Van Dyer or something later on, too. Yep, yep. Um, so big thank you to everybody listening. Anyone that's bought a shirt. Anybody that supported the Patreon, yeah. it's been overwhelming. Like it's, it actually it's, has. I, so. I spent a good like four hours yesterday packing shirts, just wow. just putting them in packages and sending to the post office. I was like, oh Jesus, what have I done? But <laughs> apparently, uh, something really great. Apparently, apparently something nice and fashionable for our wonderful patrons. But mm-hmm. speaking of fashionable, I I don't have a segue. Uh, we're doing <laughs> Necrons. But we're doing like oh. the, the major Necron episode, like the the whole full on talk of the Krons today. Oh, I love it! I so far everything I've heard of the Necrons is has been amazing from their Pokeball Katans, or I, I always get mixed you're up. You're right, you're right. Katans, Katan, 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 yeah. whatever. <laughs> That's the the other one's a Demon Engine. This is a Pokeball God, you know. Um, and and the Necron that doesn't remember that he's a robot, tries to eat food and drink, and is... Oh, <laughs> Nevisaur Zandrek. Zandrek, yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm all, If it's a Necron day, I'm always going to be happy. I'm I'm very pleased because I have spent the last few weeks painting up my Necron army um, because I'm, I'm trying to do Necron stuff over at, like, Dice Check, and mm-hmm. I've been spending all this time painting, painting, painting up Necrons, 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 and I'm really hyped to be playing them, and so I'm really hyped to be talking, like, 
So in case in case anyone doesn't realize or understand the point of this, because we already covered Necron lore. We covered yeah. the Silent King. That's our second episode mm-hmm. ever. I, yeah, I think so. I, the I first really, one was the yeah. Krieg. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to do like a 40k overview, it would be the War in Heaven. So yeah, um, Necrons were our second ever episode. If you're curious about the Silent King and you want to know about how the Necrons became the Necrons and kind of like the basis of 40k in general, you can go ahead and check out that episode. I'm sure Shy will link it, but it's the second one we have. And this one is more of like an army overview. I'm talking about where the Necrons are at now in like the current age of 40k. We're talking about like more specific units of the Necrons. Uh, we're talking about the different kinds of dynasties, you know, a little bit about mm-hmm. the hierarchy. It's kind of like an overview, kind of like we did it of Admech and Orcs right. and the Tau. Well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> good, good. More Necrons are always fun. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. Let's go. Let's go. So Let's I want to talk about a little bit more about the Necrons as they are known to the world. Because Necrons are probably one of the races, besides maybe Tyranids, that are not at all known by a regular Imperial citizen. Oh, I guess that's true. Like, I guess there haven't been too many encounters with, like, the Imperium and the Necrons, have there? And, like, if uh, if a citizen is going to see a Necron, they've they've pushed all the way to Terra, and that's bad. That's not that, that or they're not going to live to tell the tale. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Terra's about to get conquered, and and that's you're gonna very, be able to tell very about bad. It for five minutes, yeah. Uh, overall, the Necrons basically like worlds go missing or die like in the hundreds every year. Like it's just oh. the way it works in the Imperium. Things just constantly go missing. Things lose communications. They go check it out. There's just it's just rubble. Sometimes it's Necron, sometimes it's not. And some of the times when it is Necron, sure, it's taken a note of. But honestly, like, no one lived long enough to ever make note of the Necrons. And so, like, as a regular citizen, because the Necrons are probably, besides, like, maybe the Jukari, are probably one of the smallest races in 40k. Along with, like, um, well, the smallest, like, footnote. I guess the Tau is up there, too. But... Yeah. It's the fact that the Necrons are are kind of rising back up in their tomb worlds. And they're kind oh. of going like, hey, we're getting back up, back up, back up. And so while there's still like a ton, because there's a ton, but they're all asleep. Yeah. Right. So we don't so really know reason, where they are. So the only reason they're small is because all of them haven't woken up yet. Like the, the ones that are awake are a fairly small faction. But if like every tomb world woke up, they'd be fucking massive. Abs- oh, it'd be ridiculous. If every tomb world woke up, the, the two things holding back Necrons, kind of like how the things holding back orcs are their stupidity, that's the only reason why they're not bullshit overpowered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing holding back Necrons is their sleep dementia, all the problems they're currently having when waking up, and like mm-hmm. the decay they've suffered, as well as just the sheer size. The largest Necron dynasty currently, the biggest one is known as South Tech. And that's and it's eighty worlds, eight zero. Oh, that is not many. Well, in terms no. of forty k, like I know everybody's like eighty worlds. That's a ton. It's like in forty k, that's like a pin. That's a drop. Yeah, that's a drop it, in a big old bucket. Yeah, it's eight. It's currently eighty awoken tomb worlds, which I mean, a tomb world is like 
holy shit, it's a fucking tomb world. <laughs> but even so, like with the Imperium having like roughly a million fucking planets, it <laughs> honestly it just isn't that many. If you think really to the comparison. Damn, the Imperium has over a million worlds? Uh, I mean, that's how they always refer to it in the lore. They're always like, the Imperium of Man, a million worlds over a, a galaxy of of murder and, and elves and other debauchery. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew it was a lot, but damn, like, a million, like, planets is a lot. I think, <laughs> so. I think, we, I think we did the math a bit ago, because if I... Yeah. Okay. So you look up the you look up stars in the Milky Way galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the answer: How many stars are in the Milky Way? And the answer is a hundred thousand million stars. Oh. Um. At least, at least astronomers estimate there is about a hundred thousand million stars in the Milky Way alone. And if you think oh. about it, if well, we have how many planets in our solar system? Is it nine? Are we counting Pluto? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't think Pluto's a planet. How dare think, you? Um, Pluto's a How dog. What? Good, no, no, put the, put your drum set away. <laughs> put your drum set back. Get drum it out of here. Gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Stupid. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, or Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Nine. I was right. It was nine. Okay. We're counting Pluto. Fuck you. Okay. So anyway, if you think about it, like we've got nine planets. God knows how many planets are on all... Like, if, if there's only one planet per star, there'd be 100,000 million planets, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so honestly, at this point, like, a million worlds, in considering the sheer level of Imperium expansion and how much humans like to fuck, I think population <laughs> makes a decent amount of sense, especially given the time frame. It's stupid. I, 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 like, let me rephrase that. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid, <laughs> But, you know, when you really truly think about that kind of, like, scale of the galaxy, we aren't running out of planets anytime soon. No. No. We're good. <laughs> so, we're good uh, the Necron... Yeah, millions of worlds. Imperial's got millions. You know, whatever. They're, like, their ships are made of cathedrals. All right, whatever. Fuck you. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, the So, anyway, Necron dynasties are very strict in their protocols and their processes. The uh, Necrons as a dynasty are all like a royal kind of stature. Mm -hmm. uh, the main people above are all known as nobles. So Makes back sense. in the day, your dynasty was like tradition, family, right? Right. Now it, it's a lot more physical. It's like actual programming because, you know, the robots. Ah, okay. Like normal <laughs> Necrons. How does a dynasty work with robots? I know, right? It, it's a little strange. At the time, it was like a legitimate dynasty of family and hierarchy and all that stuff. But now, it's still considered a dynasty, but now they're robots. And now it's actually like the functional programming is right. through all and every single dynasty. So like normal Necrons, right? A Necron warrior, a teeny little boy, has almost no brain function. In fact, it almost doesn't operate at all on its own. And it has to be commanded to even do anything. But oh, okay. the higher you go up there, the nobles themselves are individuals. And besides the common cause of, you know, fuck aliens, uh, get money, they don't <laughs> generally have very similar goals in mind. Uh, the One of the things that Necrons go hand in hand with is political turmoil. They okay. love to fuck <laughs> each other over. 
They love to try to make a coup, to try to get someone off the throne, to try to like dethrone the 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 noble king, yada yada, like all that kind of old school stuff. They there's always scheming going on with their little robot hands. <laughs> you can't have a proper dynasty. You can't have proper nobility without trying to fuck each other over and fuck each other's houses over. It's just it has to happen, even if you're robots. It's 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 not nobility and it's not a dynasty without it. You gotta, it's, you gotta have it. It's yeah. Shy says it's Game of Thrones, but I wish there was like a. I wish it's Game of Crons. Oh no! Yeah, you, you no, put no. your drum set away. You put that away. We don't need any more. Of that. No more drums for anybody. No one gets drums today. No more drums today. This is a drum <laughs> drumless episode. This is a drum free zone now. So uh, a dynasty's hierarchy, right? So if if you want to know like who's the big bad cron, you know who's the big dick cron, that is always known as the pharon. It's P H A E R O N, pharons. So almost and, like pharaoh, but with an N. Yeah, G W isn't subtle. Um, <laughs> it's the pharon, <laughs> uh, and then beneath the pharon are overlords. And then you've got lords beneath that. And then there's some other ones below that, but they're all a bunch of bitches. It's overlords and lords. So those right. are the big three. You got you can have lots of overlords and tons of lords, but there's like the one big bad boy, and that's the pharaon. Now, there are some subservient titles that are given depending on the situation. Uh, example, Nemesaur is bestowed upon a commander of a military campaign. So our good boy ne Nemesaur Zandrek mm -hmm. is actually an overlord, but he's given the title of Nemesaur because he is actually like he's like the general, the main general of a campaign. Oh, okay. So that's I what makes him a little bit different, besides the fact that he's insane <laughs> and he get, and he tries to eat crumpets and shit. Just imagining him trying to eat food and like drink, drink, and having it all just like slosh down his metal body never doesn't amuse me. That's always a great image to just cheer up your day. God, it's such a good day to not be a robot. <laughs> what is, does <laughs> Shai's like? Does he try to like seduce the ladies? I mean, if he doesn't think he's a robot and he thinks he's a person, I mean, the sins of the flesh, right? It's like beep beep boop. Hello, Sororitas. I may I may attempt to to believe in your emperor. It depends on how much you want to persuade me. Oh, oh! <laughs> I know what kind of fan art you're getting after this episode. I don't want Nemesaur <laughs> Zandrek fan art. He's he's old. He probably doesn't even want to bang. He probably does. It probably doesn't work. He's probably just just like man. All these horny fucking kids. Why can't they just enjoy battle like I can? Why can't they just have a good time? Come, come, Oberyn. These strange Necrons with green paint yelling wah must die. Onwards, tally-ho. Tally I just had a horrible thought of, like, what would happen if he actually managed to seduce a lady. Because he's just a robot. It's just smooth metal down there. Like, what? Yeah, but it's but it's smooth metal. <laughs> he's an overlord. He gets good shit. <laughs> Smooth. Okay, good to know. Yep. What well, he, he like? What she takes off his like Overlord cloak and it's all wrinkly and shit. He's like, oh god, oh, he's old. No. Oh, move on. Next topic. Oh, Done. this has gone to a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> this, 
Oh, man. I am, like, wiping my hands on my shirt trying to clean them for starting this conversation. <laughs> the blood's on my hands. Okay, don't worry about it. Um, fuck, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right, the hierarchy. Um, okay, so each pharaoh or overlord, right, they're also served by something called the royal court. So you mm-hmm. gen- it's basically like, you know, your advisors, your big political advisors. Um, it- it's what the president would go into the war room with, right? Right. And these people assist in administration, military campaigning, all that kind of stuff. It's filled with lords, overlords, generally the pharaoh himself, and also something called cryptex. And cryptex are basically a-, a variant of Necron hierarchy, but they're like the engineers and t- uh, technology kind of people. Oh, okay. I generally consider them as engineers. Um, right. Their powers, though, are fucking insane. Uh, you can almost assume that they are like psychers, but they're but oh. they're they're not though. That's the thing. It's like they'll have powers that operate almost as if they are a psyker, but it's just extremely highly advanced tech that seems like it breaks reality to our feeble minds. Wow. So, like, are they, like, shooting lightning bolts and, like, doing, like, space magic? Because, like, I, I assume they can't, like, re- or can they read people's minds? Like, can they affect oh, oh. people psychically? Oh, absolutely. Uh, here's an example. Oh. There's one called the Psychomancer, who is the harbinger of despair. And the Whoa. Psychomancer <laughs> has this thing called the Nightmare Shroud. And what he does is a small black cask. And when it is opened, the worst—this is quote on the wiki—the worst terrors of a thousand eons are unleashed on their foe, assailing the enemies with phantasms of dread as potent as any real danger. So, like, they, he opens this like cask, and then he, everyone around him, immediately thinks that they are fucking going to die, and like suicide is more is like a better alternative, and they'll just like all kill themselves. Fucking whoa, whoa. Jeez. <laughs> like yeah, I was like, is... man, this is this is an edgy boy, psychomancer, harbinger of despair. Oh, and he oh opens... I'm not even, I'm not even done. I'm not even done. Oh. Let's not we gotta talk about the oh. veil of darkness. Oh. With with a simple wave of its skeletal hand, the cryptic can summon a billowing sheet of almost intangible shadow, enveloping it and nearby allies before disappearing along with the enshrouded Necrons. And when the darkness ebbs, the cryptic and his comrades have disappeared, only to rematerialize some distance away. Fucking what? I know, it's so cool. It's so fucking edgy. <laughs> They're so edgy. I love it. I, now, now I'm like, look, I I gotta get me a psychomancer and I gotta get me a veil of darkness. Because the, the mean, veil of darkness whew. is actually a relic you can take on the tabletop. Uh, oh. Basically, what it lets you do is the the uh, bearer and one unit get to be removed from the battlefield and set back up anywhere else on the battlefield, a certain distance away from the enemy. Ooh, that sounds good. It actually is pretty solid. I like to take it with a giant blob of like warriors and then just drop it right in the face and be like, hello, and just blast them. <laughs> it's pretty great. Hello. So, so yeah, cryptex are neat. Like, this is shit that you would think is fucking space magic, but in reality, it's just really good tech. Damn. Uh, oh, I- hello. Oh, hello. Uh, the Chronomancer are the harbinger of eternity. Um, he has <laughs> the right. cro- uh, chronometron. The bearer of this arcane device exists slightly outside the flow of time, allowing him to glimpse possible futures and modify his recent actions accordingly. 
A cryptic utilizing a chronometron appears blurred, its movements sudden and spasmatic, as a primitive picked reel or de 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 degraded hololith. So basically, he's able to appear into time and adjust what he was going to do in case. And he looks like a film reel where he's like constantly jittering, like a mm -hmm. like a VCS or VHS. Oh. Fuck v VHS. That's so lightning cool. fast v VCR repair. <laughs> This is Necrons. How may I help you? <laughs> That's so cool, though. So he literally he can just look into the future and be like, oh, yeah, if I take one step to the right, I'm going to step on a mine and blow up. So let me go ahead and not do that. Like, how, mm -hmm. how, do, how does how does how does how does he ever lose? Well, of course, there's the assumption that <laughs> God damn it, shy. <laughs> lightning fast VCR repair. How do I ever lose? How do I ever <laughs> um, lose? Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm assuming that you can't just do it forever. And it's not the fact that he oh, just wow. like is constantly able to move, but more the idea that he exists. Like the device exists, and he can like glimpse these these slight features, and, and it makes him seem a little bit like blurred, but he can still get shot. Um, oh, okay. I think on the tabletop, it allows the Chronomancer to give a unit, like, a five-up invul save. And that invulnerable save is the idea that, like, okay, they're, like, kind of jittering in time, and, and so they're really hard to hit. Right, right. Or, or they're just Cryptarch really good at walking inside. Crypto, These guys are dope. Like, now I'm just Cryptex like, are super dope. Cryptex. I call them a Cryptarch, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Cryptex are super dope, and they look fucking awesome. They have a really cool design. They have like they're, they're a little bit more like I don't know how you say it, but they're a little bit like more like um, they look less humanoid. I mean, they still have they're still like bipedal with arm and leg, but they definitely have a little bit more of like a strange look to them. Um, oh, do you know that one guy we mentioned a bit ago, Illuminor Zeraz? He was the guy who created biotransference. He like tortures Eldar, and he's like, "Your oh, screaming yeah, is yeah, too yeah, loud." Yeah. He's a cryptic. Ah, that well, I guess I suppose that makes sense. That yeah, they, they tend yeah. to have like that singular eye. They normally only have like one eye. I don't know oh, if that's okay. like that's there's a reason for that, but they they tend to. Uh, but yeah, they're robotic. they're pretty nasty. And anyway, um, that was the whole court, the royal court, cryptex, Necron lords, etc. Uh, mm -hmm. But I want to talk a little bit about some of the the famous dynasties that are around. So in it. the um in the actual game, there are six dynasties that you can play as, and then you can create custom ones. Uh, one of my more favorite ones um, is the Mefrit dynasty. During the War in Heaven, they were all about stellar destruction. Uh, and the, they possessed the ability to supernova stars. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty dope. Yeah, sure. The, the Silent King were were good fans of them. Uh, he would tend to use them whenever they whenever he had a world that was a bit troublesome, and he was like, "Hey," he would point out to space, and they'd see like a giant doomsday weapon. He'd be like, "Don't fuck with me." And, and often they would be like, "Okay, Silent King, yes, sir, Silent King, we're not gonna fight you anymore. <laughs> we'll join we'll join your cause, yes, sir. I don't want my entire star system to explode." Whatever you say, sir. Please don't supernova our sun, sir. Please, whatever you want. Most Necrons actually didn't like them because Necrons actually have a um, ironic that we talked about Tau and 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 the Eastern influence, but Necrons are actually very honorable. The Milan Necrons oh. at the time don't like. 
they don't enjoy that kind of supernova because they find it very dishonorable and against the Necron code. Oh, um, okay. But the Mephrit guys didn't give a shit. They liked it. They were like, ooh, you what, you're scared of us? What, little pussy? What are you going to do, huh? Boy, star up. Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> they, they were They were stoked. Um, they, they have a, a cool color scheme. They're, uh, you know how Necrotiller have like that green color? Yeah. They actually have like a, a bright orange because they, they suck the energy Whoa. from the stars to power their weapons. So they're like all orange or is this, they have like an orange glow to them? Basically take all the green glows you see on a Necron and change it to orange. Ooh, that'd be pretty dope actually. They look I mean, really that... cool. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> sounds like you don't fuck with them. No, you tend not to. Um, they're basically the uh, the super shooting dynasty. If you're playing them on the tabletop, they are all about their guns. They have like longer ranges, higher armor penetration. They hit harder. All gotcha. of their guns have like super powerful, really nasty orange uh, <laughs> orange supernova glows. Their uh, Pharon was a guy named Kyrek the Eternal. He actually died during the Great Sleep. A bunch of Eldar assassins killed him because they were like, mm, exploding stars, not a fan. And so, uh, <laughs> after that, of course, every overlord was like, well, I guess I gotta be Pharaoh now. I was like, no, I guess I gotta be Pharaoh now. And they all just started, like, what's the Edda and Nettie thing like when they get into a fight and, like, there's, like, the dust ball with, like, the, all the li mm -hmm. limbs flying around? And that just happened for all of the Mephrit dynasty. Um, <laughs> there is one guy, though, named Zarathusa... Z Zar oh. Zar Holy shit, give me a moment. Oh, boy. Oh boy, this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> uh, Zarathusa the Ineffable. Oh, all right. Zarathusa the Ineffable. <laughs> uh, you don't f with him. Whatever <laughs> happened to the drum set, DK? I thought we got rid I, of it. I didn't dumb tist. Okay, there's no drums. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But anyway. Oh no, Shy says she's gonna add drums in post. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, Zarathusa, the 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 fucking this guy, uh, he <laughs> seems like he's the guy who's about who's really wrestling control. He seems to be the guy who's who's making it. Um, he's kind of an ass. <laughs> he's really mean. <laughs> oh, okay. But you know, he's he just some really dude. Cool. I don't know. He looks cool. He does look cool. He, he's neato looking. He's he's uh. He has a whole thing with a shield of ball campaign, which is a thing with the Blood Angels. Um, he's also, I think they're attempting to fight off the High Fleet Leviathan and stuff. There's a lot of things going on with him, but um, it's more like Zaruth Sussa. Oh, boy. <sighs> I, I, <laughs> I'll be in my head. I like to imagine that when he rules, he gets really mad when people can't pronounce his name right. So he's just in this constant state of being upset because nobody can say Zarathusa's right. That's really I, very interesting because these guys are robots. They shouldn't have that part of a tie. <laughs> or I like to imagine there's like a Necron that's like Zarath, and then his head just explodes because he just <laughs> can't get it right. Because he has like the, the command protocol. And the first time someone says his name wrong, they just like power down and die. <laughs> And he's just surrounded by court. It's like, why did you kill all these people? It's like, I didn't. They just couldn't say my name. <laughs> I, I programmed it before the great sleep. I didn't know it'd be stuck. <laughs> I was, it was in my earlier days. I was very upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's the Mephrit dynasty. They're pretty cool. Uh, there's also the, um, oh boy. Uh, some people call it the Nihilok. Some people call it the, the Nihilok. 
I call it the Nihilok, because I think it's funnier. The Nihilok uh, took a bunch of treasure from a vast amount of worlds, and they hoarded it under for themselves under the command of Pharon Crispec, um, which is actually originally known as uh, Pharon Chipsec, but it was British, so now he's Crispec. Um, I can't take that name seriously. <laughs> Anyway, the dynasty, like, it flaunts its giant wealth and strength, but it's become really territorial with its treasures. Mm -hmm. uh, it does not like people getting near its domain. It gets very angry. And so okay. they're slowly making their way forward a little bit, but they're trying to claim more and more for themselves. They've also allied with the Silent King since his return, which is quite nice. And yeah. ever since the fall of Cadia, they've been beginning uh, hunting chaos forces. Uh, oh. They also were the, one of the main groups that defended the Pariah Nexus, which I should tell you about the Pariah Nexus real Ooh, quick. Okay. This okay. is something that's very new. A lot, like, it came out like a year ago. Oh, that's so, super new. The Pariah Nexus is this area of space. It's also known as the Zone of Silence. And oh. there's this weird material in 40K that's kind of like a MacGuffin. It's called Blackstone. And Blackstone is a warp-manipulating substance. Uh, Necrons have a vast amount of it. Uh, though the ad mech are starting to really enjoy it. Because they're like, ooh, 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 ooh. study. Weirdos. But the Necrons love it. And it's a really good way to get a whole lot of... I guess, like, it's a good way to manipulate the warp. Like, there were giant pylons on Cadia that were made of Blackstone, which I'll talk more about in the Fall of Cadia episode in, like, four years or whatever whatever the hell we get to that. But So how how does this Blackstone, like, manipulate the warp exactly? Like, if you have a piece of it, like, like how are you manipulating the warp with this material? Uh, well, the wiki itself states that it has is very highly resistant to the powers of the warp, and it's known to hold back, like, the empiric energies of it. Um, oh, I don't think there's okay. any like real like reason why it's just this rock does this, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I mean, special I'm, properties. Yeah, it's just special properties. But the main thing, like, for instance, um, like Illuminor Zeraz has a big chunk of Blackstone on his model. And uh, I, I believe it's like a little Blackstone, like a weird like emitter type deal. And so when mm -hmm. Psykers are near near him, they have a higher chance of having like problems because he's got this little oh, okay. piece on him. Um, the Pariah Nexus is a region of space that after using large amounts of Blackstone arrays are cutting off huge amount. Yeah, it's basically it's basically warp kryptonite. Blackstone's oh, okay. warp kryptonite. That's the best way to describe it. I, um, I thought it was more of like a shield, a warp shield, but yeah, okay. Yeah, kryptonite. It's, it's more like kryptonite because it it makes like psychers suffer. It makes them suffer. But gotcha. basically, they're creating this giant, like, it's it's really it's really cool, and it's actually fucking terrifying. Um, they create this array of blackstone around this area of space known as the Pariah Nexus. And in these areas, demons and warp creatures are having insane issues of even passing this region of space. Oh. Like, they can't even, like, get through it in general. And everything inside the region feels like they're they're currently next to a sister of silence. Like there are tons oh. of human worlds in the Pariah Nexus, and it slowly, slowly drains like the minds of the people there to where oh. basic human functions just kind of go away. 
So the, the, oh. like a, a full world, and then people will just kind of start moving slower, and and then they just like won't eat, and then they just won't move, and then they'll just kind of like wilt and die, and just they'll just like all stop. Oh, Be that is that is terrifying. And so a whole world will just be tur like turned into bones. Like, it'll, there won't be a sign of a battle. There won't be a sign of anything. Like, people just lose, like, the will to live. And then they, they just stop. And they just, oh. and they just, they just lay down and die. Okay. Uh, that reminds me of Serenity, when they find that Reaver homeworld where all of the berserkers are gone, but the only people that are left are the people that went, like... <laughs> They're just like, they've become so docile that they just don't care to move anymore, and they just grew old in their chair, and they're just dead. What What's Serenity? Um, you ever <laughs> see Firefly? The the series yeah. Firefly? It's yeah. The, it's, like the, it's like the canon movie ending because it got canceled. Oh, oh I didn't know about that one. I, I only it's, saw like up to episode five or so of Firefly. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I, is it a good movie? Is it is it worth it for the people who are like Firefly was the greatest thing ever and we lost it? Um, yeah, I think so. I thought Serenity was pretty good. Well, I wasn't a huge Firefly fan, but whatever. Oh god, <laughs> it's uh, when I watched. I watched it like three years ago, so it's pretty recent. When I watched it, I was like, you know, this is the the, the production quality is really low. Um, yeah. but it's it's got that Mass Effect char. It's like Mass Effect One. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got that charm and it's got that good story and it's got the good characters, but everything else around it is a little bit jank. It's got Nathan like, Fillion. It's got Nathan Fillion. It's like I, I'm pretty sure he's sick of of listening to people talk about Firefly. It's like, but well, that was 20 years ago. I'm over it. I want to be Cade Six now. Oh wait. <laughs> oh wait. No, I don't. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, the um, <laughs> not about Firefly. Though I'm pretty sure Warhammer fans love Firefly. Um, Probably. I'm sure someone in the comments section right now is just like, oh my god, Firefly. That's my favorite <laughs> so, show ever. I will never forgive you, Fox. And then the... I don't remember who it was. I don't remember. I'll never guy's forgive like, you. Same guy's like, how dare you? Serenity was a travesty or something. And it's like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine, I imagine someone is going to be like really upset. He's... Yep. Um, how dare anyway. you, Serenity. <laughs> Serenity. Anyway, anyway. Um... That's a firefly thing. Yep. Right now, there's no firefly. There is only there's only pain. So anyway, the entire Pariah Nexus area of space is like being cut off from the warp and areas. And since the Necrons don't have souls, they kind of don't care. Naturally. So they are they are basically able to take a section of space and and remove it from like chaos and the warp. That's that's <laughs> I bet that comes in handy. It's extremely handy, uh, and, yeah. like, there's no chaos in here, or at least there's, like, damn few, and any chaos that there is there has a really hard time operating. Like, they've done what is basically the impossible, which is create a null zone in space where chaos and the, the warp cannot function. That's that's a big deal. It's a that's very a, big deal. That's a So if they made enough, like, could they make more of these pariah of nexuses? Um, and just, I like, am, cancel I the warp in a majority of space? I don't know. The, the thing is, is that, so the Pariah Nexus is just, like, the, the term for, like, this section of space. Ah. Um, it's, like, around maybe 20 or 30 planets, give or take, mm -hmm. it looks like. Honestly, I have no idea, 
My assumption is they probably can, but it's also most likely very, 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 ex like, I won't say expensive, but that much Blackstone probably is not extremely easy to get. And also, we remember the mm -hmm. Necron forces are kind of small in That's a sense. True. So yeah. I'm not quite sure. I know that the Imperium was there and trying to cause problems for the Pariah Nexus. Um, it was actually a source of frustration that Luton had because there's a particular sister who's kind of like a psyker and but she was in the nexus and she was using her abilities like the faith abilities and like but i thought the, mm. i thought the faith was supposed to be taken from the warp but if this thing yeah. cuts off the warp like and so that that's i'm not that big of a lore person to give a shit but i know it set him into a tizzy <laughs> he was very he was very upset <laughs> poor luton poor luton <laughs> poor luton anyway that's the uh the nihalak dynasty uh, they've been kind of making their way out. Uh, oh, here's a cool one. There's Nefrek. They Nefrek. are noticed. Yeah, dude. If you like that image of that kid in the in the high school class with like the vein popping out of his forehead, where he's like sweating really hard. That's <laughs> yeah. GW writers or any Necron guy who can't put a KH in their name. <laughs> it's always KH. Anyway, All of his names very Egyptian. Like Nefrek is like. That sounds that sounds like an Egyptian like uh, pharaoh or something. Oh yeah, well I mean that's the whole Necrons. They have that's, giant yeah, pyramids and scarabs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but anyway, they're located near the galactic core, oh, and boy. that allows for a lot of energy. But their main goal isn't to become flesh and blood, but to become beings of pure light. Oh, that's an interesting goal for a robot. It um, is. Uh, They've been fighting the Thousand Suns consistently lately, actually. Oh. Um, Magnus and the Thousand Suns are trying to steal or figure out the technology on how they turn the Catan into slaves. Oh. And so okay. they want to get that for themselves for whatever fucking purpose that could be for. Uh, just mass destruction and, you know, well, why would Ma you want Magnus destruction? Gods? Oh. I thought we were done with the drums, man. Go, Zinch Pokeball, go! But they, I, I mean, they you. use they use the, the stars in the Galactic Core to power up the weaponry, kind of like Mephrip, but they're able to actually become that pure light for short periods of time, allowing them to, like, blink across the battlefield in literally a blink and teleport through solid matter and shit. Um, in, the, in the game, they can, like, move through certain objects and shit just by, like, blinking through it. It's pretty so neat they up. actually do become beings of light for a short period of time. Like they can for a very short. Become... Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah, they have like bright gold armor. They're they're really Ooh. bougie looking. <laughs> I I was gonna say at first I was like, look, if they're fighting the Thousand Suns, I have to hate them because that's those are the first minis I bought. You know, I I gotta represent, but they sound really cool. <laughs> these these that... light beings robots sound really cool. Nefrek are pretty cool. Uh, they're probably one of the weaker factions in-game, but they are pretty neat. Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of good factions, though, Novok and, you know, KH. KH uh, they, is, yep. back in the days before biotransference, they had the custom of adorning their faces and arms with the blood of their enemies. Oh, uh, So they've got red, uh, red face armor is their main, mm -hmm. like, like, robot skeletons is all in red. They're, like, super brutal butchers they're like sharks they're mellow and oh. then once blood is spilled they're like engrams go haywire they turn into like killing machines 
Um, oh, currently, so they're like robot berserkers. They're like robot sharky berserkers. Yep. Sick. They're super cool. They're currently engaged with thousands of orcs. Uh, even <laughs> they're also engaged against the Tyranids because they deem that all organic life must die. <laughs> um, that sounds very Necron. Sure. Yeah, very okay. Necron-y. And yeah. they're actually, uh, they've unfortunately grabbed the attention of a certain man known as Mortarium, who has Ooh. released a, a biomechanical thing called the Ferric Blight and destroyed like four tomb worlds uh, by Ooh. having this mechanical blight just ravage the planet whole. So oh. <laughs> they pissed off the wrong man. Yeah, it, it seems like in 40k, out of all of the chaos gods or factions that you could piss off, you really, really don't want to piss off the Death Guard, Mortarian, or Grandpa Nurgle. Uh, I mean, not that the other ones are great, but ooh, boy, they seem to really fuck. They do, and if like that's the thing is, you know, you, you can kill the corn guys. But then, but then, then Nurgle's rockets in there, and it's really, you need a lot of, like, hand sanitizer. Yeah, a lot, you of, really a lot gotta of social work on distancing, that. masks, the whole nine <sighs> yards for them. And then, and then, and then, and then you try that, and then this giant wing dude with a scythe comes down and just kills you. It's like, ah, shit, why did I even bother? <laughs> so after, after that, you have the Zarekin dynasty. This is the main one of the Silent King. They look mm -hmm. kind of, like, brass-colored. Um, okay. He took a large amount of his royal court into the galactic void with him. Uh, the tomb worlds, when, without him being there, have kind of suffered. Eldar attacks, warp storms, etc. Yeah. Uh, he's finally come back, though, and he's reawakening them all pretty quickly. A lot of them aren't pleased. Uh, some uh -huh. are. Some are like, oh my god, our savior's back, let's go. Some of them are like, you left us, fuck you! And then he just subserve, he just forces them down anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, um, nice. It's generally subject pretty quickly, but they're like, they're the new kids on the block. Um, the okay. Zarekin is was added just in this recent Necron Codex, and you know it's the main one of the oh. Silent King, and he just came back finally, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, we have Sautek. Sautek is the classic silver and green that you see everywhere. Ah, uh, the eighty-two OGs. worlds, uh, the third most powerful dynasty before Biotransference, big and bad number one now. Okay. Um, their Pharaon is Imatek the Storm Lord. Who hey. is an absolute Chad who was like, Silent King, you are a coward and a bitch. I will never join you. Fuck off. And the scary thing is he actually has the say to do that because he's a lot stronger with his Tomb Worlds than the Silent King currently is. Oh, really? Oh, he's got a lot of Tomb Worlds. Okay, like, Imatech... He made his way to power because everyone above him was completely, what's the what's the word again for um, incompetent, was very incompetent. And he said, all right, I'm just going to kill all of you and take it for myself. And he's been hard at work killing the Imperium and is hyper expansionist. And he's going all the way out. Mm -hmm. he, wa he wants to full on return the galaxy to Necron rule. And oh. he legitimately has like the go ahead he has the power because the Silent King is back and he's gaining followers and he's pretty scary, but Imatek is a big force. And mm. while he's not going to like try to kill the king because that just feels counterintuitive, like why war against each other? Right. But he he's like, Imatek is like the Admech back in the days of um of the like Great Crusade. 
Or maybe like maybe the king is like the ad mech. I don't know. Point being is that regardless, it's like okay, I guess we could fight, but uh, maybe shouldn't. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember, like, because obviously his name Imotep is very close to Emotep. Yes, uh, and I think I think Emotep was very similar. Where like he was he was a pretty strong, well known priest, and he did a lot of backstabbing and betraying because he thought he was better and stronger than the pharaoh. So, sounds that about makes right. Sense that that Emotech is kind of like his namesake, I suppose. Although I'm sure I'm gonna get actually for that because I don't remember what Emotech actually did. Ah, it's whatever. Emotech is is a neat guy. He's actually the Pharaon of the Sautech dynasty. He's the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the guy. He, you can actually use him in game too. Ooh, um, is he? He good? is like, uh, yes. So Sautech <laughs> Dynasty in game is considered one of the weaker ones. Uh, but I it's one of those ones where like you read it and you're like, eh, this seems kind of meh. But then you get access to Imatech and Nemesaur Zandrek because Zandrek is part of the Sautech Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. These guys are insane. <laughs> so it's one of those things where you don't take it for the special rules. You take it for the characters. Oh, um, okay. Imatech is pretty insane. He is a hyper-grand strategist. Probably the greatest strategic mind in the galaxy. Um, That's... Like, like everybody. Possibly. Um, whenever he, like, attacks, it is literally impossible to determine if it is the main force or if it's a decoy to bleed reinforcements and turn back. And, and with, like, oh. a millisecond, his mind can change because of his commands and the way his protocols are... He's versatile, he has millions of feints and counter strategies, and he's got contingency plans, and he he is a master, master general. Um wow. here oh so here you know, we gotta do we gotta do a uh, a quote, of course. Oh yeah, gotta do quotes. Do it. Um let me tell you of my future. My hand will reach out into the stars, reshaping the galaxy into a place of order and unity. Under my reign, the kingdoms of old shall live again, reborn to an age of power and glory the like of which you can only imagine. I will rule every planet touched by the light of this star, and even in the darkness beyond, my name will be whispered with fear and respect." Is order, unity, obedience. We taught the, the galaxy these things long ago, and we will do so again. Imatech is a is a is a boss. He's yeah. super cool. That that is a hell of a speech. That's a that's a rallying cry. Jesus Christ. I mean, his weapon's called the Staff of the Destroyer. He's <laughs> he has a flamethrower built into his hand called the Gauntlet of Fire. The, the guy, the guy, literally can call lightning strikes on planets with no fucking lightning. The guy is insane. That's why he's called the Storm Lord. In in the tabletop, you can call a lightning strike to do damage to your enemy. It's so cool. How 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 exactly does that work? How does he just call lightning from nowhere? Is that Necrons. Like, uh, Necrons. What is that? Necrons. Yeah, cryptex can see was... through time. Who gives a shit? Necrons. <laughs> Necrons. Let's go. So, when you play Necrons in the tabletop, like, do you have to play like a specific dynasty? Because I'm assuming you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just mix dynasties. Like, do you have to stick to like one? I mean, you can kind of mix them, but you actually lose some benefits if you stay only one. Um, they have a new thing called command protocols. It's like an extra buff. 
Uh, but okay. so if you mix them, you can. You can be like, I'm going to run one patrol of Novak and one patrol of Sautech, which mm. patrols are like how you create your stuff. But normally you like to run one because it allows you to gain the benefits of said group. Uh, right. Sautech right. is pretty good in the case of the characters because you can only run Imitech and like Nemesaur Zandrek if you want kooky old man Necron. Uh, if you want to, if you want to run him, which I actually painted him like yesterday, um, mm -hmm. if you want to run him, you have to run Saltek. So, Emitek oh, okay. is is super cool. He's super cool. Um, so, if you want the named characters, you have to run their dynasty. Yeah, certain named characters. In um, right, it's right. kind of the same way with a few other factions as well. Like, I can only run uh, Lord Creed of the Imperial Guard if I run Cadia. You know, right, right, right. Uh, it's not like you could run like the Silent King and Emotech. Uh, well, you can, actually. Uh, the oh. issue is that only one of them can be your major warlord. Oh, right, and right, right. Fair. It's also a little redundant, because if Imatech is your warlord, you get a bunch of benefits. But if the Silent King is your warlord, you get a bunch of benefits. So it's like, right. why lose one? You know, just right, just take right, one right. or the other. Also, they hate each other. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, there should be some rule where, like, they cannot be on the same team because they despise each other. Yeah. Um, there's actually a couple things about the other Necrons, because those are the main dynasties at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few other things. I want to talk a little bit about Necrodermis real quick, and I also want to talk about a few of the units, because the, uh, we kind of oh. talk about some of the specific units, and if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the Cryptex, I can tell you more about them, too. Ooh, um, I do. The, I do, uh, actually. <laughs> good, good, because I like the Cryptex a lot. <laughs> um, so there's like the Necro... So the main thing when you think about Necrons is, of course, the robots, but there's a mm -hmm. thing in the game called Reanimation Protocols. That's the main oh. selling point. And it's called, and it's this thing that the Necrons have called Necrodermis. It's often described as living metal. Uh, and the name literally means corpse skin, Necrodermis, you know? Yeah. I was um, going to say, Dermis is, sounds like, uh, sounds like your skin. Sounds like yeah, your skin. endodermis. Yeah. Um, but basically what it is, it's adapted to create the bodies of the Catan. But it's like a strange, unknown chemical molecular structure that's almost like a flowing metal. And oh. so sometimes it can act almost like a liquid or sometimes like a solid. So sometimes you'll like shoot a Necron dead and it'll fall over. And then it'll like, and then it'll just kind of like, like the, the lights on it will relight up and it'll just kind of stand right back up like a zombie. Ooh, um, so in <laughs> in the tabletop, Often, like, if you kill maybe 10 Necrons, I'll have to roll my reanimation protocols. And for every, like, five or up, let's say I roll three, then three of them just go, like, and they get back up again. So it oh, makes the Necrons shit. really tanky. And then they have, like, characters, like a Technomancer, which is a cryptic. And you can go to the Necron warriors and be like, okay, you can revive up to three of them. And they just get Ooh. right back up with their living metal. Um... It, Necrons have an ability where if any of them have lost any health, then when it's your turn, they regenerate one health because their living metal is repairing itself. Oh, boy. That's... So they're like a counterpunch. You know, you try, to, you try to shoot them down or, or beat them down. They just get, get right back up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in like the last Necron episode, didn't you say like originally the Necrons were kind of based on like Terminator? Oh, yeah, because Reanimation Protocols was originally called Will Be Back. Right. It, it sounds an awful <laughs> lot. Like, liquid metal sounds an awful lot like a T-1000 thing to me. So I'm just yeah, like, that absolutely does. Hmm. Mm. If they started off as Terminators, now they have 
liquid metal that can just like be liquid or harden into like a weapon or repair them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little it's a little weird. It's not super liquidy. They still are generally pretty like metal boys, but yeah. it has the ability to like almost seem like it flows in a weird way. Um, it's cool. Like a, it's super cool. Necron warriors are obviously your main like frontline troops of the Necrons. Um, they have no autonomy. They are completely mentally bound to the commander's will. Outside of very small instructions, they have almost no tactical awareness. And that's the whole point, is that Necron warriors are just like, hundreds of them are instantaneously moved and fired and, and used entirely by the overlord's will. He, he just kind of like uses the command protocols in his head and just has them adjust in milliseconds. And the creepiest thing about Necrons, silent. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess they wouldn't be talking, would they? Because they're just... Nope. They're being... Yeah, it's the, it's the Overlord that's doing everything and moving them and making them fire, so... They move Ooh. in, like, lockstep. All in the exact oh. same movement with no words. And then until you hear, like, the powering of their weapons. It, it's know, pretty terrifying. I, I never thought about how terrifying that would be to see on, like, a battlefield where every soldier is just moving in, like, complete unison. And not saying anything, and it's just, like, one big, well-oiled machine. Ooh. And then they get shot, and then they get right back up. Oh, gross. Um, yep. So, if you managed to take out the Overlord, would all of the subservient, like, uh, Necrons just power down? Uh, no, not necessarily. I I'm sure they've got command stuff on, like, ships on in orbit or, like, the monoliths and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, though I, I do believe you, you will cause problems. It's kind of like killing a big bug in Tyranids. It's like a link that might have a an issue. Uh, in the right. tabletop, it makes you lose out on some buffs and some abilities. But overall, it's not a huge difference. Um, okay. Though I'm sure, I think, I'm pretty sure there will be, some issues will occur, but... I mean, good luck killing the Overlord behind his yeah. legions of, of, of fucking warriors. <laughs> that are all moving in unison and do whatever he wills, yeah. And who are getting one. back up. Oh, I got, here's, I was looking at the quote for the warriors and I was like, hey, look, one from Imitech again. Hey! Um, what care I that my legions are faceless? Identity matters only to those who have the ability to think. My immortals and Lichguard, perhaps, lords and cryptics, certainly. For the remainder of my vessels, well, suffice to say that the concept of glory is wasted on the inglorious. <laughs> That's a great quote. He's a Perfect. prick. He's yeah, cool, though. He's a super prick, but he's right. Like, he is? none of them have any real, like, identity. They don't care. They're just, they have no autonomy. Like, they're so bound to the overlord. What do they fucking care about glory or identity or whatever? They're just There's drones. some... They have lots of different interesting weapons in the Necron arsenal. Gauss blasters are their main weapon. This is the main weapon for the main, like, the main Necron is, is a Gauss weapon. And a Gauss weapon strips the target down to its very molecules and then reduces its it, it, into its subsequent atoms in seconds. Oh. So, so you become atomized when you get shot by Necrons. Oh God! Ah, and and all and that's their main weapon. So they have a lot of these. It's not like that's just one special guy in the back that only one person. Like all of them can do that. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think Shy posted a GIF of the cinematic where it happens. 
Um, you might have to click on it because I can't. It's not registering. That's actually, I think, a pretty. I think it's actually a, a very like accurate description oh. or visual description of what a Gauss weapon does because it just oh. immediately burns it down to its uh, atoms. It's oh. pretty horrifying. Yep. Oh God, that is. <laughs> that that's a really cool effect, though. That's the that's the basic weapon. That is the lowest warriors carry that. That is the lowest level weapon that Necrons carry. There's also so, I was oh, about ahead. to say what, how did how does it get worse than a deatomizer? Well, let me tell you, DK. <laughs> so we got one of my favorite guns, which is called the Tesla carbine. Uh, oh. And the Tesla, it fires uh, like lightnings, you know, that arrive and then cracks around, which uh, like melts armor and has it uh, fused to skin beneath and uh. and just char the flesh off of like off the bone. Um, but oh. as they consistently like arc and this electricity arcs more and more, almost like it has a mind of its own crackling around the object that it's being fired at. It actually has very low armor penetration, but I love it in the tabletop because it, it has good strength. But the, the gimmick is that if you roll your dice, let's say like you need to hit on threes and you roll like two threes and a six. For every six you roll, you get two extra hits. So normally if you rolled, you got like three hits, you would then roll three more times to hurt the person. But because you got one six, you actually roll five because it's the oh. two, the six, and then the two extra. Oh, and so sometimes I'll roll these and I'll get like four sixes and I'm like, wow, cool. Eight more hits coming your way. <laughs> oh, Lightning. <God. laughs> Light them up. Light them up. God, that just sounds horrible. That just like melts the armor to like your flesh. and Ah, oh, yeah, it's nasty. Jeez, that's gross. Let's it's not like whenever there's like a, a heat gun that's just like, oh yeah, it's literally baking you inside of your armor. And it's like, ah, oh, jeez, like yeah, your flesh just melts because you're getting roasted in your own armor. It's like, ah, ow. real nasty. Ow. Uh, let's not forget about the flayed ones. Ah. Do you remember the flayed, flayed ones? ones? Are they the ones that literally wear human flesh or something? You know it. Yes. Groat cloth. Let's go. Let's go. The Night Lords are big fans. They got gigantic, long, dangly, like, knife fingers. And they are just like, ooh, let's, oh. let me wear it. Because they've got, like, some kind of flayed one virus, which makes them hunger for, hu for like, flesh that makes no sense because, you know, they're robots. Yeah, they're, they're robots. And, yeah. Uh, is that a picture of one that Shy just posted covered in that that mini? That thing is horrific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's a um. That looks like it's a a custom made one. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the more recent flayed ones they actually just recently had a new a new kit uh, come out, and they do look pretty good. This is like super recent. Oh, they're they're really nasty and they look fucking awesome. I oh. I am so happy with the flayed ones update. I love and hate the fact that there is a very obvious face on his shoulder. I know, right? Isn't it cool? <laughs> that is both amazing and so disturbing. I he, love he it. Wants, he wants his flesh. It, it lowers like enemy leadership. He's they get a whole bunch of effects with their killing. Um, when they if they kill uh, uh, fleshy targets, not vehicles, 
Pretty great. Pretty, pretty great. Pretty slick. Pretty. Oh, jeez. I would. Uh, speaking of things, I would definitely not want to see on the battlefield or have to fight on the bat. That's crazy, though. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, do you have to really worry about the atomizer? Sure. Do you have to worry about a lightning gauss cannon? Yeah, of course you do. But then you also got to worry about these fuckers. They're going to slit your face off and use it as ornaments for their armor. Is <laughs> is there anything you don't have to worry about? And then, like, it's it's all bad. Oops, it's all, it's bad. all nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oops, only nightmares. Yeah, oops, all nightmares. Great. Fucking well, oh, well, we, we can't stop now, though. We got to talk about destroyer cults. Of course we do. So there's a Necron virus, uh, which is known as the destroyer cult virus, which oh, no. or, or it's it's destroyer. <laughs> ah, shit, destroyer virus. I, I forget the name of it, but basically it, it's it's turned this entire cult of, of these special kinds of Necrons whose only goal is the eradication of all life. Oh. Of all life in general. It's all they want. And these are known as the Destroyers. And there's a couple of these. There's uh, They recently came up with melee variants. Um, the ones that Shy is posting are the uh, Necron Destroyers and Destroyer Lords. Um, they're like, they they generally have gigantic fuck-off anti-tank weapons. Um, yep. Oh, that oh that oh. new that's the mini I have. That's called the Locust Heavy Destroyer. He's oh chunk. He's yes, chunk, he and he's got a chunky gun. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, he do. You want more quotes, DK? Yes. Want more quotes? All right. With a quote. All right. The destroyers? Question mark. They are weapons, nothing more, and should be expended as such. They are Necron in form only, having been reborn to a madness deeper than any other to which I have borne witness. Whilst I held nothing but approval for their drive and efficiency, I can present no logic adequate to justify their ultimate goal. A warrior's proper function is to fight for a profound objective, to leave behind works or deeds greater than himself. Given free reign, the destroyers would leave behind nothing, not life, nor art, nor glory. Only dust would remain. I am a soulless machine, yet even I feel pity for their victims. Quote, unquote, Zarek, the Silent King. Holy shit. He's like, oh. even he's like, dude, you're not even, you're not like, at least fight for something. These guys just want to kill yeah. everybody. I'm a soulless machine and even I pity them. Like, whoa. <laughs> Another reason why the Silent King is a Chad. Yeah. God damn. So what, what the fuck is in that gigantic cannon that that destroyer's got? Like, is that, um, is that death? just a giant deatomizer? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, okay, hold hold on. I gotta pull my phone out real fast. Um, I, I got because I got this. So okay. that is so that is a locust heavy destroyer. is is a brand new model that was just recently released, mm -hmm. and the locust heavy destroyer carries that gun is known as the Gauss Destructor. Oh, uh, no. He also has another <laughs> weapon called the Enmitic Exterminator, if he so feels like it. Um, All it right. is basically one shot. It's a one-shot, um, send you back to your mother cannon. It is pretty great. <laughs> I like that, send you back to your mother cannon, yep. Like, a lot of the Necron anti-tank stuff does insane damage, but it's very low shot. It's like, you gotta oh, okay. sink that shot in there. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, like, there's different kinds of arcs. Like, there's the Doomsday arc and the Ghost arc, which are these, like, kind of, uh, look really funny. 
Um, there's these super cool, like, um, what are they called? Like Egyptian, Egyptian arcs that carry a whole bunch of warriors. Very similar to like the arcs you would see in ancient Egypt, like on the water. Oh, um, right, right, right. You have like command barges and annihilation barges. Uh, but I actually, uh, we, there's a lot of stuff right there that's pretty cool. But I want to talk a little bit more about the Cryptex stuff. Let's because go. Not just, um, not just Cryptex, but there's also things called Canoptic units. And okay. Canoptic units were always like a supplementary force, but you can kind of make one in your own right now if you feel like it. Canoptic are these kinds of, they're, they're very much like subservient robots in the sense of they're, they're used for tools. They're like servitors, uh, okay. I suppose, but in different variants. Mm -hmm. um, they're meant to be more like bug-like and more like worker, dr like drones, like drones. Oh, okay. So um, we're talking like scarabs? Yeah. So so the little scarabs are known as canoptic scarabs. That's their full name. Gotcha. Canoptic scarab swarms. And these okay. canoptic units are generally seen over by cryptex. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of the thing is like an overlord will see over a domain of warriors where a cryptic will see over the do domain of canoptic units. Um, right. Pray that the night is upon us, for if this twilight is the work of the Necrons, we are all dead men. Lieutenant Krakos <laughs> of like the, the Imperial Guard. Like, Oof. there's things like the scarabs, which we all know they eat anything and everything. And if they eat anything and everything, they turn it into any materials. There's canoptic spiders, which are used to refill oh. scarabs and cause other problems. There's canoptic wraiths, which are really creepy. They have like a wraith whip coil body and they like transfer between fucking walls and they can like oh. slither through objects in like a wraith form. They look like oh. giant murdery wraiths. They're really cool. Those um, are really one of my, cool. Those minis are very One of cool. my favorite, favorite ones, I say favorite a lot, but fuck you. I, I, I like it. Um, <laughs> is the more recent edition called the Canoptic Doomstalker. And it's a gigantic oh. War of the Worlds with a giant, Whoa. like, fuck you gun on the top. <laughs> oh my, that is definitely War of the Worlds. There's it's no mistaking so cool. that that's where they got the inspiration from. But fucking Jesus. It is easily War of the Worlds. It is so cool. It is so oh big, God. and like it's I mean, obviously it has four legs, not three, so it's not quite a tripod. But who gives a shit? It's War of the Worlds. It's very clearly a only Tom Cruise can stop that thing. Thank thank God for Tom Cruise. Thank God. He listen, Im listen, Imitech, the Storm Lord. Listen, Imitech. The reason you haven't conquered the galaxy is because you don't believe in Scientology. Oh, Tom Cruise. You'll never live that down. <laughs> oh, oh, Tom Cruise. So, oh, Tom Cruise. So I got two more things I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit more about Cryptex, and then I want to go over a little bit of what the Silent King has. Okay. I, on his pimp machine. <laughs> yes, the Silent King and his pimp machine. Let's fucking go. It's important. So It's important. So other, let's see, uh, the Cryptex, so the Cryptex that we currently have in in game are, tech, they're all, they all end with Mancer. It's Technomancer, Psychomancer, Chronomancer, and Plasmancer. Uh, there's also two other ones called the Ethermancer and the Alchemist, which is the only one that doesn't have Mancer at it, apparently. Um, but the Technomancer is very much the recreation and ha mandling, mandling, handling slash managing, excuse me, 
<laughs> of Canoptic units as well as the Necrons themselves. The whole point, especially on the tabletop, is to regenerate all the different kinds of units, revive them, the usual. Um, on the picture that Shy posted, he's the second from the left, the guy who's given the little peace sign. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, yes, the guy on the far left is the Chronomancer. That's the the time the guy, oh, yeah, the yeah, Harbinger yeah, yeah. of Eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, he has something called the Time Splinter Cloak, which is a weave of disparate strands of time creating a shield against any attack that does not originate from the time stream of this precise moment. (laughs) Okay. Which, you know, all right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. That's cool. Nice, nice cloak, bro. The, uh, the far, the far right is the psychomancer. That's the guy we mentioned earlier with the nightmare shroud and morale and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, the other guy on the on the second to the right is known as the Plasmancer. He's the harbinger of destruction. I like him because he's got a little pointy finger. And he's like oh, pointing at you. He's, he's, he's like, he's ooh, you. I'm um, gonna get you. He's got something called the Gaze of Flame, which oh. is hidden weaponry <laughs> inside their own bodies. And basically what happened is that in when in battle, the eyes of the cryptech who has granted himself the gaze of flame has like an unnatural ghostly fire. He also has like solar flares and solar pulses, and he'll, and he'll like, like he has an ability where he just points at a unit in the fucking tabletop, and he just does damage to them. <laughs> and the, 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 it's called like Harbinger of Destruction or some some I, bullshit like that. It's a fitting name. It's a, it's a it's a good name for someone that just. I think pointed I think it you. really. I think it really is called that. Yeah, Harbinger of Destruction. Yeah, point at guy, do damage. <laughs> like living lightning, if you're near him, it like zaps him. It's just so silly. Jesus. The uh, Ethermancer. Oh, they're, they're, they fuck so hard. They're so cool. God damn. Uh, Ethermancer is all about lightning, crackling fields of lightning and arcs of lightning, uh, s- storm clouds appearing out of nowhere. And then, of course, there's the Alchemists, which is the harbinger of transmogrification, uh, which has like the harp of dissonance. Which is yeah. a harp-like casket that has perfect, precise levels of tension, and when a, a note is properly played, it'll burst the molecular bonds of any material. Oh! So oh, he's like, "Wow, bring carbon is now dead. Fuck you, bring." <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I mean, that these guys are insane. So, like, so Necrons are, are like I mentioned before, right? Numbers and, and their sleeping problem is the only reason why these guys do not rule the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, even with their small numbers, I imagine they're still a big problem because holy shit, look at what they got. Like, yeah, if, if, if all the Tomb Worlds woke up, it's fucking over. There is no fight. They win. <laughs> like, yep. Hundred percent, hundred percent. There is there is no surviving. Jesus, I didn't realize. Like I knew the Necrons were beefy. I knew they had some cool shit. But oh my god, like, especially the Cryptex are like, how do you fight that? That that I mean that's the thing is the Cryptex don't tend to enjoy being on the battlefield much because they're they're like little they're nerds they're scientists and they're working on stuff. But, I mean, often, you know, 
how do you fight that? Well, when you play the Imperial Guard, you gotta have like nine thousand guns, and eventually, I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> One of those happens to be in the right timeline, and again, you get fucked. <laughs> they just happen to be in the right timeline. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, we forgot about the Hexmark Destroyer. Hexmark oh. Destroyer, let's go. Okay, this this is a dude, right? It's a dude, and he's got he's got a bunch of pistols. Pistols. All right, he's got he six. He's part of the destroyer cult. He's got six pistols, six separate pistols, and with each <laughs> pistol that he that he has, he's got like all these little arms, and he he hits like a cowboy man, and and he he has all these like little guns. He fires them out into different kinds of areas, and he's basically doing he's basically doing the Reaper thing from Overwatch, where he's just firing them in all directions. Please tell me all six of his arms have six shooters. They're all six shooters, six arms. Please. I think they're just single shot pistols, but it doesn't matter. Wow. It's still he's still cowboy man. Yeah, he's still a cowboy for sure. He's, he's super cool. He just pops in. He's just got like all of his guns. And he's like yeehaw, or beat boot partner. I'll <laughs> blast you. Partner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I so didn't I mention. Blasting, but yeah, he's cool. Wait. He's a that's a sick mini. He's a sick ass mini. I didn't mention one last one. Death marks. Oh, I got. I got to talk about death fun. marks. Uh, <laughs> they're they're uh, snipers. Oh, okay. They're, they're snipers and assa assassins, and they lurk in hyperspace, which is in a separate dimension of the of the area that they're currently at. And what happens <sighs> is that they'll they'll lurk in wait. And then they'll uh, materialize directly into the dimension that they're supposed to be in, and immediately like fucking snipe out an enemy commander, and then just rematerialize back into their dimension and go away. What a bunch of cheaters! I know they're just going <laughs> zip, blam, zip, zip. Can't see me. Oh my, that's fucked. Jesus. They're actually yeah. in uh, Warhammer Mechanicus, and they're the most annoying enemy in the whole game. If you oh. like walk past them, they shoot you as an Overwatch, and then they, then they teleport somewhere else on the map. They are oh, complete that. degenerates. Man, like that. It's just there's the Necrons have so much good shit. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Nemesaur Zandrek hates death marks? He considers them to be oh. cheating because he's an honorable robot and yep. he's a I was gonna say because they're dishonorable and they're they're hiding in another realm and ah you're a bunch of fucking loser cheaters because you can't fight the honorable way and yeah it makes sense that makes sense yeah it's a very Nevisor Zandrick thing mm -hmm. there's also mm -hmm. Lich Guard Lich Guard are the personal uh, bodyguards of like the overlords and pharaons Mm -hmm. um, like pew loyalty um, these guys are really cool but at this point I think we've, we've covered a lot of Necron stuff between the Cryptex and the Overlords and the and King is I thought I had more to talk about with the King but I realized I didn't I, I it was there's not a whole lot of talk about his like his uh, get up and mm -hmm. his pimp thing besides the fact <laughs> that a fucking katana is on it <laughs> yeah he's just got a he's just got a god ornament a former god ornament just like oh, he's like he's like keep he's like it's got it's like hamster it's like his hamster on a wheel it's like keep moving keep moving <laughs> oh I guess we should talk about monoliths. Okay, let's talk about Monoliths and Tess and maybe like Tesseract vaults too. Sure. Oh yeah, because we didn't really talk about Monoliths in the original, did we? Oh yeah, I guess so. Okay, so Monoliths are a very sorry. I would be I would be very upset if I didn't talk about Monoliths because they're important. A Monolith is a giant fucking pyramid. 
and it's a massive mobile fortress that arrives from the sky and will immediately start teleporting Necrons into battle just at will. Oh boy. They are huge pyramids that float across the battlefield with tons of guns and they are nigh unkillable because they just keep on regenerating their armor. And there's a thing called, I think I mentioned this before, there's a thing called the Eternity Gate, which mm -hmm. allows the Necrons to just spill out from oh. anywhere. Like, like it's an entire mobile assault. You know, because they, they take the Necron Warriors from a tomb world, like three star systems away, and mm -hmm. just like, you know, just let them flow out of the monolith. Um, oh but God. their Eternity Gate also operates as like a weapon, so the ne uh, the Necron monolith in melee can uh, like attack a space marine and, and they suck him through the gate and they just like oh. teleport him in the middle of space somewhere where he'll never be seen again. Oh, <laughs> that's messed up. It is, but it's kind of funny. It's just like, boop, 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 and they just out in the middle of space and he's like, <gasps> he just so dies. If you see a monolith, you know that trouble is a coming and it's time to maybe maybe get off world. Monolith is the true testament to your planet is being invaded. Full-on invasion. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Because you kill that monolith now or it's going to keep on spawning warriors and it will not stop. Mm -hmm. Also, if it's a pyramid, why is it called a monolith? Why don't they just call it a pyramid? Because I guess because same reason they call him Imotech and not whatever. Just because guess, they don't yeah, want to be it's... too obvious, I guess. I, I guess. There were monoliths in Egyptian time, weren't there? Big monoliths? I don't know. It's fucking I don't know. Semantics. I don't, semantics yeah, it, who fucking cares? It's crazy. It's whatever. It's there's cool also the um there's also the Tesseract Vault, which is something really neato. It's the gigantic whoa, whoa. vault that holds a katan inside. Holy shit, that is a that's a that's a, I don't know, can you really call that a mini? Yeah, a mini, right. <laughs> but it's basically it's basically a giant power station that holds the katan inside, but also allows it to amplify its powers. So the katan becomes even way stronger. Oh. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty nasty. Um it's not very good on the tabletop because it's too expensive, but it's still pretty nasty. And I don't even really think we need to talk about the Catan, do we? Because we know what the Catan do. They're, they yeah. have gigantic, insane powers of that defy reality. Oh, yeah. Because so wait, that's the is, whole point. What does that little Catan bindy thing do exactly? Does it, like... So it, it uses the Catan's powers and it amplifies them for the oh, Necrons? Oh, it's a, it's a Shemuvin prison. It is a it is a prison of the of the Catan that is just taking him around the battlefield. It's like, dude, kill things. Okay, so essentially that's how they use a Catan to kill other people. They got him in prison to do their bidding. So he's using his Catan powers that are being amplified by the prison for Necron bidding. Yeah, and, and like the okay. Catan powers are ridiculous. Like they, yeah. uh, the transcendent Catan is able to unleash a huge meteor composed of entirely antimatter. To fall from oh. the sky and, and, and oh. annihilate all normal matter in range. Um, what? Creates rum like with a flick of his hand, creates earthquakes that crush people. Uh, sky oh, sky of falling stars. Rains blazing meteorites from the sky into the ground. It's I, just like... I want to I wanna rewind here for a second. Did you say he can make a meteor out of antimatter? Yeah, it's called antimatter meteor. That's the power. It's, it's a thing like in a, game. It's a, 
It's a legit meteor sized thing. It's a meteor of antimatter. That will that's a that's a planetary destruction. Antimatter explosions are no joke. It's not an explode it's not they're not exploding it. He's just throwing it at you. Right, but once it collides, shouldn't it just and just uh, like it's destroy Warhammer. the solar system? Wait, wait, is that the problem? Time's arrow mutating the flow of causation and remolding the temporal stream of space-time continuum. <laughs> the Catan casts its foe back into the darkness before time was time, erasing them from existence as if they had never been. But the antimatter's the problem Whoa. here. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing too. Okay, <laughs> in all fairness. And the only reason I bring that up is because uh, I'm uh, I you know used to used to Warframe a lot. And my favorite frame is Nova Prime. She has the the antimatter drop, and oh, it's yeah, a small yeah. little ball of antimatter. And the conversation was always like, "Oh yeah, if if there was one Warframe that was real, who would be the most devastating?" It was like, "It's Nova because she's making antimatter and she is exploding it. That is a big boom, and that will that's planetary destruction potentially." So I'm just like, "There's a meteor-sized version of that." <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's like, I mean, that's like yeah. your solar system is done. Like, holy shit. It's pretty nutty. All the Catan powers are just bullshit. Like, the as a Gorod, the Nightbringer, he has one called Gaze of Death. And when anyway he does, he looks at you, <laughs> and, you and then you die. and then and then you just die. <laughs> Got to keep those stoner shades on so he can't see you, right? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta put, put on those like eight bit like deal with it shades, and then he's like, "Fuck you!" And all he sees in your eight bit glasses is reflection, and he kills himself. <laughs> you did it. You, you, you did it. God. You, you did it. You killed a shard of the Nightbringer. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, we're at this at this point we're just doing shenanigans. We we've been going it, for an yeah. hour and twenty something minutes. Yeah. We want to talk about the stupidity of the Catan and the stupidity of the fucking Necrons, <laughs> and they're they're pretty ridiculous. They are, but that's what makes them so great. Like, I didn't realize how much crazy shit they had and just exactly how strong they were. Like, I always knew everybody liked the Necrons, the Necrons were, Necrons were super strong. I didn't realize just how much insane, crazy, batshit, warhammer stuff they had. Um, so now, I'm a big fan of the Cryptex. So they're fucking wackadoo. There is something. There it is. I, I thought that we should mention one last thing, uh, just just because. Shy wants to talk about the Seraptic Heavy Construct. I don't really care. It's just a really big Forge World mall that looks cool. It um, sure does. It looks it, cool. It's just it, I don't I don't know anything really about it lore wise. It just looks neato, and it's Forge yeah, it's World, like a, so I try not to care much because it's, like it's probably like five hundred fucking dollars. <laughs> It's a tight-sized like a... robot bug, Bricky. Whatever, it's a robot bug. They have lots of those. They they do. It, it it's like a it's a giant rusty spider walker. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's neato. Um, there. If I'm not mistaken, there's this one thing. It, it, just in case you want to make sure that the Necrons are truly truly overpowered. Um, there is something I'm not. If I'm not mistaken. There is something called the Celestial Orrery. Orrery. It's a special device located at the Necron Crown World of Thanatos, uh, which is definitely not um, no. at, all, at all subtle. Uh, 
but it is a star chart with tiny oh. various glowing lights that represent each of the stars in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently all they need to do is go boop and then the star on that chart explodes. What? <laughs> what? They have a star chart and they can just boop it and the star explodes? No questions asked, it just happened? Uh, let's see. An act that snuffs out any of these lights leads to its physical counterpart undergoing a supernova millennial before its time that destroys all the nearby worlds that circle it. Thus, the celestial orrery is capable of immense destructive power, but that destroying a star must be done with careful consideration, as it would upset the natural order of the cosmos and create a critical chain reaction. So the only reason they don't do it is because it would fuck up things. But if they wanted to, they could, like, some dude might just walk in there drunk and be like, and do that thing you would do with an elevator in a hotel and just, like, slap all the buttons? <laughs> oh, no, that'd be the worst. It's like, the oh, no, I, I fell over. <laughs> oh, 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 shit, I tripped over a canoptic scarab. Oh, oh, no, it's the uh, soul system by Terra. Boop! <laughs> just the sky lights up in orange. What happened? And there's just a drunk Necron that stumbles out of the Ari, and he's like, oops. And it was Nemesaur Zandrak, like, like drunk on oil because he thinks it's real. Because <laughs> he thinks, yeah, he's 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 simulating what it's like to be drunk. He's like, I fucking hit all the fucking buttons. He's like, Oberon, where are you? Why didn't you help me? <laughs> yeah. Oberon, drink some oil. Jesus, that's that's crazy. Like, I, I, I I'm not even going to ask how that orrery works. I'm sure it's, it's just not important. Bullshit. It's not important. It, it just does. It just does. Necrons are the most powerful race in the galaxy, and the only thing keeping them back is all those other issues. It is it is shenanigans, it is it is insanity, but you know what it is the most? It is ridiculous. damn fun. Oh. It's supposed to say ridiculous. Adeptus ridiculous. Oh, that's ridiculous. And then go home. There's no more God. drum sets. There's no more drum sets. What is it? It's ridiculous. Ah, take us home, Bricky. There's the call. Oh, like, okay. Damn it. Thank you all very much for watching this episode of This Ridiculous. <laughs> you can find DK and DK Diamantes everywhere and all, well, most things. It's fine. Instagram is stupid yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's you true. Can I find never use it anyway. Quite shy. Quite shallow. Any core quite shy. Are those. I'm Bricky. You can find me at Bricky. Next week, we are doing... Hey, don't blue ball me like that, man. You can't. You're gonna get. You're gonna get fans real mad at you. <laughs> Fucking asshole.